Welcome everybody to the Chumps of Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Danny Lutz, I'm here with Matt Frederick and Scott Trosky. How are you guys? Stuffy. <laughs> you, you sound weird, so yeah, a little a little congestion going on the last couple of days. Oh, wasn't missing football talk though. Yeah, you weren't hanging out with any Tennessee Titans, were you? Recently, no. I usually hang out with them, you know, right after the game. So yeah, yeah. Well, lucky you didn't this week. Oh boy, yeah. So we're recording this on Thursday night before Week Four. Um, we'll get some news, injuries, chumps and champs for the week. Let's start with the big news of the week, guys. Tennessee Titans had multiple players and personnel test positive for coronavirus, so they shut down their facilities until Saturday. And then they decided we're going to push off the game. And then now the game is just straight up postponed for this week. This is now the Titans and Steelers bye week. What is your rapid reaction to this news? Ooh, it's tough on fantasy because you can't really prep for a bye week you didn't see coming, um, especially when you're like me and in one league, your starting running backs are James Conner and Derrick Henry. Oh, that's yeah. killer. <laughs> that oh, sucks. No. So there's some interesting starts. I think right now I have a. Well, I had Devontae Freeman on my bench, who I don't think is startable yet. And I have Brian Hill with Atlanta and Jeff Wilson Jr. on San Francisco in my two running back slots. And we're going to see what happens there. Man, that is rough. <laughs> they could <But>, hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they hit, though, you can just quit playing fantasy for the year. Yeah, I feel to. like Jeff Wilson Jr. striking gold two weeks in a row is a... Tough thing to ask for, but I'm going to ask for it in two leagues this week. Yeah, they had to do it, though. I mean, it makes sense. It really gets tricky, though, if later on in the year there's something else with one of those teams. Then what the hell do you do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. This seemed to be a pretty easy answer of they're going to move the Titans-Steelers game to week seven, which was the Titans' original bye. The Steelers were supposed to play the Ravens that week. That'll just get pushed to week eight because that was both the Steelers and Ravens by. So it's actually pretty easy fix because uh, yeah. it only affects one other team besides those two teams. What do you do if a team's already had a bye and they have an yeah. outbreak? Oof. I don't think they know. Eh, yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it does suck. It's unfortunate. But I was really kind of disappointed because I was under the impression that the NFL had, like, their protocols and policies under control to where it was going to mean they were going to figure this out. It's going to be next man up um, seven. I think it's, was it seven positives or was it nine in the end? Yeah. I think what, what they had anticipated, which may have been short-sighted was that yes, they knew that there was going to be positive tests at times, but they didn't know it'd be a certain outbreak. And then at that, they thought they could contain it, separate out those players and then it'd be next man up. But the fact that the Titans kept rolling out positive tests, was only one or two, but each consecutive day, uh, that kind of led them to having to postpone, which isn't something they had planned. So I heard they just uh, sent out a new memo on uh, procedures for outbreak situations like this, where it's more than a few positive tests at once. So I haven't read through those procedures, but they're, they're adapting. They're doing what they can. Did you hear that the bus driver that bust a lot of the Titans to their games before the game last week also was the same bus driver that drove a bus for the Houston Astros to one of their games recently? Yeah, I heard that. That was, a, that was a whole thing. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. What are the chances of that? They say everything's fine, but... Well, you know, we all know Houston's been super honest about things in the past. So. Ah, bazoo! Oh, there it is. Yeah, this guy. I was waiting for it. Uh, all right, let's get in some injury notes being Thursday nights. Um, a lot of them as per usual. Let's start with the negative stuff, though. Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns with a groin injury missed practice Wednesday. Uh, quote, will try to play Sunday. That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, does it? No. No, fire up your chubs. <laughs> Fire up your chubs. <laughs> they even uh, brought Dontrell Hilliard. Remember Hilliard? Remember that name? He was on their practice squad, and they called him up already. That's not a good sign. That's the most alarming thing is that they called up Hilliard from the practice squad. Oh, yeah. These, uh, man, these soft tissue injuries and ankles and everything that are piling up this year, it, it, it almost reinforces like, wow preseason was a good thing or at least like a full training camp and whatnot because i don't think these guys are in game shape yeah 
Does it make fantasy more entertaining and, or does it just piss you off? <laughs> more anxiety, more frustration. Um, is that entertainment? Yes. Yes. That's what I live for <laughs> is the anxiety and stress on Sunday and leading up to it. Uh, Jared Cook, groin injury as well. Misses practice Wednesday and Thursday. I think it's pretty safe to say that you should expect him to be out of your lineup. Would you guys agree? Make plans if you're a Jared Cook owner and you're planning on starting him. Yeah, you shouldn't, like, if you're a Jared Cook owner, he shouldn't be your, like, oh, my God, Jared Cook's out. I'm screwed in fantasy, guy. You should be able to figure something else out. There's some good flyers for a week-to-week at that position, I think, so. Now, speaking of being, oh, screwed, if your guy's out, DeAndre Hopkins with an ankle injury missed practice Wednesday, and he missed practice today, being Thursday. The Wednesday missed practice, a lot of people were saying, that's okay, he's a veteran, he can play without practice, it's no big deal. But the fact that he missed also today is sending up red flags that he may not play on Sunday. Um, Are alarm bells going off of your DeAndre Hopkins owner right now? Uh, A little bit, only because... On a scale of 1 to 10, where are you on alarmed? (laughs) I was going to preface that with saying that I'm a DeAndre Hopkins owner in the league where I'm also a Derrick Henry and James Conner owner. So oh, if he's God. out, I am I am a waiver wire complete team. So let's hope he plays. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely a little a little scary now and you should definitely have a backup plan in place if you haven't already. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, two straight days even with a veteran. Cuz he didn't get hurt during the game, did he? I I think it was, was a it little per- I don't know if it was practice hurt. I don't remember him getting hurt. I remember talking, yeah. about, talking about him on Monday. That's what I was thinking. So if it is something he tweaked in practice, then, yeah, it's a fresh injury. So I would be worried. Yeah. Um, he is arguably the best receiver in the game, and he can play on no practice. He could go the whole week not practice and still explode. So if he's going to start the game, you have to play him. But, yeah, make plans just in case. Uh, Leonard Fournette's ankle injury also misses practice Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I don't know if you were really starting Leonard Fournette, but what does this do for Ronald Jones' value if Leonard Fournette is out? I don't know. It's so muddy there. Because I I did start Leonard Fournette last week after his week two breakout, and then week three didn't amount to anything. So I'm starting to think that it's going to be an unclear week-to-week running back picture there in Tampa Bay. So, yeah. Agreed, and I'm not. We'll get into it later, but I'm not a big fan of that matchup anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, Henry Ruggs. I don't think anyone really expected him to play. He's doubtful. Um, problem. They're assuming he's not going to be there. Chris Godwin is the same. He's doubtful. Probably not going to play. I think is a hammy with him. So make plans for those guys. Other people that were limited in practice. Uh, Chris Carson, MCL sprain. He was limited on Wednesday. I assumed he was going to be out. Yeah, so did a lot of people that dropped fab dollars on Carlos Hyde this week. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. The same thing happened with Benny Snell. Remember that? Well, there was like, oh, yeah. Connor's out. Oh, 70% of my fab. Benny Snell's going to be the guy. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, Chris Carson might play. Keep an eye on him. And he could be in, um, probably in a more limited role, but still, you got to play him if he's active, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. with his back got in a limited session on Thursday. doesn't sound like there's a lot of worry, though, with OBJ. He's had random back issues, and he's been fine, but it's just something to note. Uh, John Brown was limited on Thursday, but he's on track to return. Michael Thomas, ankle injury limited in practice on Thursday. says that his ankle feels good. It's looking like he's going to start week four. You got to start him, obviously, if, he's, if he is in the game, right? Or are you worried oh, about God, and, snacks? I, and I need him too. Come on, Michael Thomas. I don't. I don't even care if it's limited. I need you in my lineup. So let's let's be active. Let's have a productive day, and we'll worry about the monster games later in the year. Drew Brees needs him too. Yeah, uh, that's he, true. He, even his so-so game is going to get you enough points to be happy with him. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, and remember they didn't put him on IR, which would have meant he has to miss three games. He's missed two, so maybe this was the plan the whole time. Is let's just eyeball week four as a return i yes or no do you think he's going to play oh man i, I don't think a normal human being should be playing less than <laughs> three weeks after a high ankle sprain high ankle sprains are nasty um but uh, from everything i've heard since day one michael thomas isn't a normal human being so what's mm-hmm. uh i mean if he's ready to go he's ready to go 
don't re-injure anything is my yeah, best that don't do that yeah. yeah i i think he plays honestly if if the saints are two and one or three and oh i think he sits but the fact that they're one and two and if you go one and three you're kind of digging yourself a hole they might be pushing a little bit more for him to get out there so they can go 500 here yeah and they're playing the lions who have not a great defense so yep you got to start him up uh, Julio Jones participated in a walkthrough during practice on Thursday, which I didn't know was a, like, okay. So he wasn't limited. He just did the walkthrough. That doesn't sound great. And he plays on Monday night. If you're a Julio Jones owner, what do you do? Do you uh, bank on him being there? Yeah, I mean, if, if he's all of a sudden involved, I think, in walkthroughs, Julio Jones always didn't do much in practice because practice he's Julio Jones. The interesting news here is Ridley all of a sudden sat out today. Um, Maybe our arrest. So if uh, Julio Jones is active and Ridley's out, I'm finally liking a, a touchdown maybe from Jones. That'd be no, nice. No, 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 none of that. None of that. No, you need Brian Hill to score, dude. <laughs> I need them both. I need a really high-scoring game for Atlanta. And, I mean, they can even win this time if they want. I don't care either way. <laughs> this is the Packers, yeah. Uh, this is supposed to be a really high-scoring game, so you may get your wish. Uh, other injuries from the past, but these players have all returned to practice and are expected to play. Devonta Adams, George Kittle, Jarek McKinnon. Those guys are all expected to be there because they are back at practice. Mostert is expected to not be there again. He missed practice again. Um, any other injuries you guys can think of? We got to go over. Uh, I think you hit like 90 of them. So yeah, we're good. I, did, I did a really good job researching that. So thank you for the praise. Let's get into week four champs of the week and chumps of the week. But as always, we're going to start positive. Let's go with the champs of the week at the quarterback position, Matt. My first champ of the week is actually Jared Goff. Um, I like his matchup this week. He's playing at home against the Giants. Goff has uh, scratched out some pretty decent weeks, I think, at least as of late. It's a good week for him to continue it. After that, I am actually personally starting Joe Burrow in a league. I like him as a streamer. And he is playing Jacksonville, and we all know how we like to dump on Jacksonville in this league. Yeah, that's all this just we shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all three of us just can't stand Jackson. No, Burrow has definitely strung together fantasy relevant weeks, and um, everybody wants to say like, oh, their O line still sucks, and oh, they can't get their running game going. But uh, <laughs> Joe, the the least amount of passes Joe Burrow's thrown for a game was thirty six in his first oh, week as geez. an NFL starter. <laughs> He's going to throw 700 passes this year, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. The last two weeks, he threw for 61 and 44 passes. Uh, both weeks hit over 300 yards, multiple TD games. This guy's a fantasy quarterback. Um, so I've snagged him in a league to be my quarterback until he proves me otherwise. And it's a great week for me to start playing him in the lineup. Yeah, I like both of those guys. Uh, Scott, you're two champ quarterbacks of the week. Uh, my first one is Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to keep that train running. He's playing Atlanta, so we all know what their defense has done. Uh, Rodgers has thrown nine touchdowns in three games and almost 300 yards per game average. Pretty solid for you know a guy that people weren't expecting to be his old self. And Atlanta has given up over 1,000 yards in the three games and nine touchdowns for receivers. So yeah. their defense is not great against the pass. And we all know what Green Bay has done, especially if Devontae Adams is out there. Good luck, Atlanta. Aaron Rodgers has looked like old Aaron Rodgers, too. He's looking really, really great to start this year. So Yeah, yeah it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other starter is Deshaun Watson, who's playing Minnesota. And their pass defense has been horrendous. They are yeah. giving up, I think it was almost, it was just shy of 450 yards a game average which is crazy, and they're giving up like 34 points a game just in general. So these two, Atlanta and Minnesota, are the, like two of the worst three defenses passing-wise. I think only Seattle has given up more passing yards per game than these two. Mm -hmm. So you got two quarterbacks who are obviously have great arms, can be highly efficient, and they're playing two defenses that have not been able to stop anybody yet. Yeah. Um, my two champs of the week from the quarterback position play in the same game, guys. 
and that is Drew Brees and Matthew Stafford. I don't think Drew Brees has looked that great to start the year, but last week he didn't look great and still threw three touchdowns at almost 300 yards. Um, He may get Michael Thomas back, which is awesome. Kamara is playing on another planet right now. And Detroit's defense is not that good. So I think all of that fits well for Drew Brees to have a great fantasy day. Matt, would be fun Steph- if this is like the first game with uh, Drew Brees getting Michael Thomas back and Matt Stafford has only had Galladay back for a week and we can see these two quarterbacks duke it out. Yes. They're stud I, receivers. I think that both teams are going to get close to 30 points. It's going to be a really high-scoring affair. Um, New Orleans' defense hasn't looked that great. And like you just said, Matt, Stafford is getting Galladay back, or he got Galladay back, I should say, who had a great game. And I think they're going to really open things up in this. And if Drew Brees and the Saints are going to score a lot of points, then Matthew Stafford is going to have to score a lot of points. I think, I think they're going to let Matthew Stafford go to work in this game because, once again, Lions don't seem to have a running game. So, you know, Matthew Stafford, throw the ball 50 times. Just go for it. It'll be fine. The boys play. Let them play. Let them play. Let them play. 31 to 30 is going to be the final of that game. And that is great for fantasy. Um, running back position. Matt, your champs of the week. Okay. Well, I don't want anybody to get too excited about this. Uh, say one. it. Say it, baby. Oh, I don't wanna. But uh, uh my first champ of the week is actually Kenyon Drake. As much as I on him earlier. He might have been oh, uh, a champ for me earlier. But it is a really good matchup. I, I mentioned last week, I think Carolina's run defense is a lot worse than their pass defense. So if you pair that up with Kenyon Drake, who's kind of been snuffed out so far because, let's be honest, Arizona's passing attack and Kyler Murray have been pretty effective. But if all of a sudden they have to rely more on the run game, Kenyon Drake might have a pretty decent game here. And that's when he had his blow-up games at Arizona last year was against bad rushing defenses. So mm-hmm. this, is that pro- this is why you drafted Kenyon Drake if you drafted him. So fire him up. Yeah. Other than that, I'm going with Jeff Wilson Jr. I mentioned earlier it's going to be hard for him to strike gold twice, but I need him to, so he has yes, my start do. of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to just say it into reality. If you speak the words enough, it's going to yeah. happen. And he's at home against uh, Philadelphia, and Philadelphia has been somewhat exploited um, on the run, so I think it's a good opportunity for him to strike gold twice. Yeah. Uh, if it happens, though, dude, you're going to be... You look like a genius. Yeah, yeah. And if you win <laughs> this week with that team, goodness, just give you the trophy now. All right, uh, not Matt. Scott, give us your running back champs of the week. No, we can do Matt again. That's fine. Yeah, Matt, just say it all again, <laughs> man. Uh, first one I have is Dalvin Cook, that monster game that he just had. He's going to Houston, and Houston has not looked good against the rush. They've given up, I think it was like 185 yards of rush between quarterbacks and running backs per game. Yucky. But then they also have like the third best passing defense. So that just means that not only is Dalvin Cook going to run the ball a lot, but if they're good at defending receivers, he's going to get a whole bunch of dump offs as well, which is what he just had this last game. And obviously that just racks up points in fantasy. Uh, My other one is going to be Nick Chubb. He's playing in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, reverse Dallas. I'm not sure where they're at. Um, but Dallas has given up 30 points a game, so their defense is not very strong. And who's scoring all the touchdowns for Cleveland? Nick it's Chubb and Hunt. So if Hunt's not there, you got to assume Chubb's going to get at least two touchdowns here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, are you calling it? I think I am. Uh, my champs of the week, Aaron Jones against Atlanta. Aaron Jones has looked like a potential fantasy MVP. He's averaging over 100 yards on the ground. I think he's got five touchdowns so far this year, six touchdowns. Four of them are on the ground and a few, a couple, at least one through the air. He's looked like an absolute stud in Atlanta. Oh, man, Atlanta is just an absolute mess right now. So fire up Aaron Jones. I know, I know you would, but have the confidence that you could – he could be the RB1 this week. And then I got Mike Davis of the Carolina Panthers. Last week when he was the guy, meaning McCaffrey was out, Davis had 91 total yards and a touchdown, including eight catches on nine targets. So they're using That's him very so similar. They're using him very similarly to uh, Christian McCaffrey. And that's going to continue against Arizona. I really like that play. 
You know, I think we knocked it out of the park, guys. All of these are going to be winners, no matter what. Uh, wide receiver, champs, Matt. Always calling on me first, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> My first one is Tyler Lockett. We saw him have a great game last week. I think he continues that. They're playing against Miami. Or, sorry, at Miami. Uh, I don't think technically they grade out as the worst team, but come on, it's Miami. If anything, this is going to be a shootout. Like, we keep talking about Detroit, New Orleans being the shootout, but uh, Fitzpatrick's on the other side of the ball, and we got Russ Wilson on our side, and Seattle's defense has been pretty poor so far this year, to be honest. Really bad, they, yeah. They've Well, they've also had pretty tough matchups, so we got to take that into account. Miami isn't necessarily a tough matchup, but... I think this could be a shootout, and Tyler Lockett, I think, could benefit the most out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tyler Lockett's that, awesome. Tyler Lockett is, I think, number two wide receiver in fantasy so far this year. He's amazing. Yeah. He's like the perennial, perennially like underrated receiver, and I am I fall victim to it every year. I'm like Tyler Lockett, that's a nobody, <laughs> and he always puts up the points. Yeah. After that, I got the somebody, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I think he quieted down a little bit more last week, but uh, he is playing at Dallas this week, and Dallas' defense has been exploited so far this year. Um, And Odell Beckham definitely is getting the target share. He's part of the offense enough to really have a big game, so fire up your Odell Beckhams. Yeah, the over-under in that game is 56 points. That is a lot of points um to be scored so chubb and beckham can both eat uh scott your wide receiver champs of the week my first one is uh keenan allen and he has in the last couple weeks turned into a play him every week no matter who they're playing he's got 29 targets in the last two games yeah with 29 with Herbert throwing the ball, he looks for Allen immediately. Yeah, I was going to say, that oh, is... Oh, Herbie Bums? Herbie's a man crush, I guess, but he is getting every target, and you got to play him. Like I said, no matter who they're playing, the volume is going to be, if it stays that way, it doesn't matter who's covering him because he's going to make catches no matter what. Uh, my other one is Kenny Galladay. We already talked about that matchup with New Orleans. Uh, Saints have given up eight receiving touchdowns in three weeks. I believe only Atlanta and Dallas have more at nine. And I think the Lions could likely be playing from behind here, which means Stafford's going to be throwing a lot. And Galladay's a big touchdown threat, so I definitely like him in this one. Yeah, those are good. I've got Stefan Diggs at Las Vegas. Um, he's been great almost 100 yards a game and a touchdown here and there. Josh Allen has been playing at an MVP level, and he's looking at Stephon Diggs. John Brown's supposed to play, but he's been limited in practice, so who knows how effective he's going to be during the game. I think Stephon Diggs is going to get double-digit targets, and I think he's going to have another outstanding game. Then I got Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins playing Seattle. Matt touched on Seattle's defense being a little bit suspect, and when you've got Fitzpatrick throwing the ball to Parker, they connect every game always, and I think that Parker's going to go off. He's also going to get double-digit targets. They're both going to score. Lock them in there. They're going to be studs this week. Um, I don't know if Miami's going to win because they're playing Ross, but it doesn't matter. It would be a crazy upset, wouldn't it? Just with Miami how the year's Seattle? gone so far for Seattle. Yeah, Russell Wilson on pace for 75 touchdowns. Is that what you're and... saying? You want to you bet on Miami? Okay, I'll take Seattle. Um, oh, we'll put six-pack on it. Straight oh, boy. Up. Oh, boy. I, th- I didn't I don't I don't remember doing that but I guess I did I trust you so that's okay uh tight end starts the week Scott starting with you oh I was excited yeah, for this no one. no sit down <laughs> first one I have Gesicki which I'm not usually a huge fan of uh he seems pretty touchdown dependent I feel like at this point but you playing Seattle you <laughs> Uh, we just said Seattle's got like the worst defense stat-wise, and Miami will likely be playing from behind in this one, I would have to think. So I think Gusecki will get a touchdown in this one. Maybe two. Ooh, um, two touchdowns for Gusecki calling it here like yeah. Chuck. Yep, let's go for it. Um, <laughs> my other one is kind of a mix between a streamer slash tight end play this week. I got Mo Ali Cox. Oh, I yeah. just found out that uh, Pittman Jr. is going to be out for like, that's one we didn't talk about, I guess like four or five weeks. They think they're hoping he's back by week eight. Yeah. So that definitely hurts their 
their offensive threat. And I think Paris Campbell's out too for a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's so that even more so then. So Cox has had two good games. One game he had a touchdown in 50 yards. The other game he had like 110 yards. So he had 11 and 12 points for two back-to-back games, and he's not obviously completely touchdown dependent. So maybe Rivers is starting to like him. Maybe he's somebody that you know gets picked up in a lot of leagues going forward. He's the new Antonio Gates for Philip Rivers. Maybe. All right, Matt, go ahead. You can go oh, now with your tight end. Thank you. Well, I'm pretty excited for both these guys. Uh, my first one is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he's playing against New Orleans. We talked earlier about how this game could be quite a shootout, and New Orleans has struggled to defend tight end so far. Hawkinson has been super efficient with his targets um, and his yards after catch so far. He's only found the red zone, or sorry, only found the end zone once so far. But I think that could change this week. And we didn't. We saw his target share go up with Galladay back in the lineup last week, which is key, I think. Here, like he's. He is becoming more open with Galladay back on the field. So I like that a lot. Um, after that, I got Dalton Schultz. I'm firing this guy up in two leagues where I had Johnny Smith in the big uh, big unexpected bye week happened. Oh, bummer. Uh, Dalton Schultz had that big week too with like 10 plus targets. Uh, last week, it came a little bit down to earth. But I, this is such a pass-heavy offense and explosive offense. Or I think they could change any week. They're playing Cleveland this week. We talked about how this could easily become a shootout also with how poor Dallas's defense has been. So I like Dalton Schultz to get that, that eight-target tier that I love with tight ends this week, and I'm going to fire him up in my lineups. Yeah, Prescott is averaging almost 50 passes, passing attempts a game. So the volume is there for all these guys in Dallas. So I, yeah, you're right. Dalton Schultz is going to take take over right where Blake Jarwin was going to take over, just slide right in there. So I like the pick. Um, my tight end champs are a little bit safer, I would say, compared to your guys's. But Mark Andrews against Washington. Week one, he was unstoppable. Past couple weeks, he's kind of came down to earth. This is going to be the Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews revival festival in Washington. So start him up. And then Darren Waller with rugs out. I, and Edwards out, I think he's going to get a ton of targets against Buffalo. So Darren Waller's a great play to lock them in there. Um, Scott, you've got a bonus champ on the docket. Yeah, I got a Singletary, which is not usually somebody I look, look for because I was not big on him. But I think this week's matchup bodes well for him. He's playing Vegas. Their defense has given up 30-plus points a game, and they're in the bottom five in rushing yards per game given up. So it it bodes well for a matchup for a team that i mean unless josh allen decides to steal them all which is a very real possibility mm-hmm. but this could be a good week for singletary all right fair enough you guys want to get bummed out and talk about the chumps now chumps of the week yeah who's gonna poop their leg this week yeah leg poopers <laughs> oh, i love it okay all right chumps of the week uh Matt, why don't you begin with your quarterback chumps of the week? Who is going to poop down their legs? Uh, first one's easy. Carson wins. He's pooped down his leg a lot this year. Uh, and he's playing in San Francisco against a good defense. I don't think this is the week to just say, oh, Carson was good. Turn it on. Um, I think he's had some serious talks with his coaching staff about his performance. So let's stay away here. The other one uh, might be a little surprising, but uh, I think Cam Newton is a stay away this week. Uh, he's oh, playing wow. In, yeah, he's playing in KC, and KC has been surprisingly stingy against quarterbacks. Um, let's also, like, I mean, what everyone would say is like, oh, hey, Cam Newton can run the ball pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says. <laughs> Okay, everyone can run the ball. He gets touchdowns too. Uh, Okay, I'm back. I'm back. But let's remember Casey just shut down Lamar Jackson, who is the quarterback who can run pretty great. So uh, let's temper our expectations against. Cam Newton against an elite team and a defense that's been pretty good against quarterbacks. That's good. Those are both good. Um, I'm going to go Scott real quick because he just talked about Carson once. He was one of my chumps of the week as well. Carson Wentz, if this is it, 
if he doesn't do well this week, he's dropping. If you haven't already dropped him, and I wouldn't blame you if you already dropped him, but he's been absolutely atrocious. So until they prove something, no, he's not in my lineup. And I got Nick Foles. Do you think Jalen Hurts gets a chance? Sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, why not? They drafted him, and Wentz is absolutely bad at this right now. He does not look anything like that almost MVP season. So yeah, sure, fire him up. And well, don't no, don't don't put Jalen Jalen Hurts in your in your <laughs> your fantasy lineup. But if you're the Eagles, go for it. And then Nick Foles against Indianapolis. Uh, There's a lot of hype with Nick Foles uh, taking over for Trubisky, but. No, don't do that. Colts defense has been fine. And Nick Bowles, yeah, he won the game for them, but he didn't look like spectacular as it happened. I he's still Nick Foles, and no, just don't mm-hmm. do it. Scott, go ahead with your chumps of the week. Uh my first one's gonna be Tom Brady versus the LA Chargers this week. I just think this is gonna be one of those weeks their defense kind of shows up. Uh they give up kind of middle of the pack points for opposing fantasy quarterbacks. But I mean, we saw Brady get two one yard passing touchdowns last week. So that could very easily go to a running back and he doesn't put up the fancy production. So I'm just not big on him this week. My other one, (laughs) not that you'd be playing Haskins anyways, but you guys took all the other ones I was thinking of. So he's playing Baltimore and they just got in embarrassed and they are going to be pissed and ready to rip some people's heads off so i think it was bad enough watching haskins throw picks all day last week i think he's going to just be getting crushed by the defensive line all game this game do you think that dwayne haskins finishes this game i was just about to say i don't think i don't want to get, see anyone get hurt but i was like he may get hurt no i don't no one. no no i don't even say i'm not even saying her i think he'll stay healthy do you think he gets pulled oh is it still Alex Smith there? I, was, the I think it, I thought so. I don't know who else it would be. I thought it would be Alex Smith. Are we going to see Alex Smith? I oh man, I Do think Terry McLaurin goes up in my book for the rest of the fantasy season if Alex Smith is also in the quarterback there, right? Who McLaurin? Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I, oh, absolutely. I mean, Alex Smith is an accurate quarterback. I mean, we haven't seen him in a while, but. I'll be able to hit McLaurin with what McLaurin I, can do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, not sure you want his first game back from a almost dying injury to be against a team who is just pressuring and constantly hitting the quarterback. Though. It says that Kyle Allen is their second string guy. So maybe it is Kyle. Remember, he was on the Panthers uh, with Ron yeah. Rivera. So they signed yeah. him. So they have listed Alex Smith as their third string guy. So maybe the Kyle Allen show, but. I mean, I feel bad giving Dwayne Haskins no credit at all, but oh, oh man. Anything else to add for these quarterbacks? Or we, let's just move into the running back chumps of the week. Uh, Matt, go for it. My first one is Miles Gaskin. Um, he's playing against Seattle. We mentioned Seattle's defense has had some struggles, but I think against the run, they are better than against the pass. And I think they could easily shut down Gaskin. I don't think he's that talented. I think he's a necessity-based volume back who's fantasy relevant because of his volume. I don't think this is a situation to start him. Hopefully you can look elsewhere. Yeah, and with Miles Gaskin, um, he gets all the volume in between the 20s, but every time they get in the red zone, all right, Miles, come on out. (laughs) Jordan Howard, you get all the glory, buddy. Um, then after that is Adrian Peterson. I just don't want you guys to fall victim to the, oh my God, he got like 22 rushes last week, uh, hype. He still wasn't that efficient with them. I think Detroit knows that they need to have Swift and carry on more involved. This is a three headed monster committee and I really don't love starting any of these guys, but I don't think Adrian Peterson is worth a start now just based on his usage last week. Yeah. and. I think both these guys are great examples of guys that are going to get possibly like 22 or 24 carries in these games and then finish with 70 yards and no scores. Volume is still a uh, key in fantasy. So volume can lead to fantasy production. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Go ahead, Scott, your running back chumps. So my first one was Ronald Jones. That was also before I knew Fournette was probably not going to play. Part of my notes was, whose day is it going to be? But also, the Chargers have only given up one rushing touchdown to their opponents so far this year. 
So they're obviously pretty decent at that, and they've played what Kansas City who's got a good running back. They shut down Kansas City too. Yeah, so not not like in his matchup there. And they shut down the Cincinnati Bengals, which is even more impressive. (laughs) Put them down. My other one is also in the same game, and that's Joshua Kelly. So they're playing at Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they have a good run defense, but not a very good pass defense. So I think Eckler's going to have a decent game. But Joshua Kelly, who two weeks ago had, what, 23 carries, last week only had eight because I don't think the game script really allotted for him to have many. And I don't think this week is going to be much different or even if it is a closer game where he gets more rushes, I just don't see the production being there for somebody you're starting up unless you have to. Yeah, my chumps of the week for running back position, Kareem Hunt against Dallas. Um, he may play, and even if he does play, I think we, you should set him just because this injury, I didn't even know he really got injured and that he was missing time in practice. If he does play, I still am not a big fan of it, but keep your eyes on him. Gross. Rex Burkhead is my other chump of the week. He exploded in week three, and a lot of people are going to be like, look at that, three touchdowns. Rex Rex Burkhead is the future of the Patriots. Here we go. No, 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 no. Remember, it's the Patriots, and there's like five running backs on their team, and Cam Newton also likes to run it, and they're playing the Chiefs. Just no, don't chase those points from week three for Rex Burkhead. Uh, Wide receivers, chumps of the week, Matt. Give us your wide receiver chumps. Uh, my first chump is Terry McLaurin. I know we all like McLaurin's talent and everything, but the, the trouble here has always been his situation. We touched on it earlier. Haskins is struggling, to say the best. Um, he's, he's struggling to keep McLaurin relevant, even though McLaurin's super talented. Uh, and they're playing uh, against Baltimore, whose defense is impressive. Yeah. So, McLaurin's one of those weird players where you might have to plug him into your lineup or you might have other options. So I don't think it's like worth streaming somebody off the waiver wire if he's like one of your wide receiver one, wide receiver twos. But uh, if you have another option, maybe slide them in your lineup. After that, I have Justin Jefferson. I think too many people are going to chase last week's uh, production with Justin Jefferson. I hate to say this, but he was playing the Titans who have, struggled on defense so far this year um houston has actually been pretty stingy uh surprisingly uh so maybe just don't expect another 150 yard game or whatever out of him and i i think it's gonna go back more towards Thielen this week to be honest Uh, i don't think he's he's not worth stashing on your bench and picking him up on the waiver wire etc but Maybe not this week. I agree. That's that was gonna be my question is you would still keep him on your bench though, right? And just see if the explosion is going to come. Absolutely. I mean the upside has been confirmed. There is upside there. I don't think it's gonna stay static this week though. Scott, your wide receiver chumps. First one is DJ Chark, and he hasn't really been very relevant so far this year, which is kind of disappointing. I think well, he was out last week. That's true. What but... do you expect him to do? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you just haven't heard his name a whole lot, and I don't know. They're playing Cincinnati, who, from a defensive standpoint, hasn't been too bad against the passing defense. I think they've only given up three touchdowns this year um, to receivers, so as much as we in our heads we think Cincinnati is not great, they haven't been terrible against the pass. So I just don't see a huge game from him. Hoping he does, because that means the Jaguars are doing well. But mm-hmm. uh, second one is Nikhil Harry at Kansas City. Kansas City, as we know, just held Baltimore to under 100 yards passing, which I don't think any of us saw coming. I thought it was going to be... I mean, the score made it look a lot closer than that game was. If Duvernay doesn't run back that kickoff for a touchdown, uh, I mean, that game's not even watchable yeah. for the most part. It was yeah, it wasn't watchable at all, and I mean, even in the end, you kind of still knew the Chiefs were going to win. Yeah, so I'm not big on Nikhil Harry this week. I think they're going to be looking at Edelman first, and he's going to get a lot of targets. So Evan Ingram is my chump of the week against the LA Rams. Not feeling the Giants in general. Daniel Jones can't get it started, and Evan Ingram hasn't really done much. Hayden Hurst is my other one against Green Bay. He had one catch last week. Yes, I know he bailed you out, including me. Because it was a touchdown. One catch for one yard and one touchdown. Ugh. But I'm, he's not getting the volume that we thought he was going to. Week two, he did a little bit. But he's, 
he's not the guy that we are we thought we were going to get so far. And I'm not saying drop him. I think you should still hold on to him because things the tides could turn there, especially with the injuries in the wide receiving core. But I think if you've got better options, you can sit Hayden Hurst this week. I just gave you guys my tight end chumps of the week. And you guys gave your wide receiver. I just completely skipped right over my wide receivers and gave you my tight ends. Let me give you my wide receiver chumps of the week. Then we'll, guys, we'll do your guys' tight ends, okay? Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. DJ Moore against Arizona is my wide receiver chump of the week. Uh, he hasn't really done much. Yes, he's gotten a lot of air yards, but I'm not. I haven't been really impressed yet. And but Danny, he was your boy. <laughs> but Danny, he, he gets <laughs> out of them catches. Yeah, and I still love him. I just need, I need something. This is a ceremonial, you're a chump until you prove me otherwise kind of thing. And my other one's AJ Green falls in the same category. You, there's a lot of high expectations there, and you have not done it. I think that Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are starting to become the guys for Joe Burrow because AJ Green's not coming down with it. So now those were my wide receivers. Where did my tight ends? You guys, Mac, go over your tight ends. Chumps of the week. I, yeah, my first tight end chump is Jimmy Graham, which could be surprising because he has been he has been surprising so far this year. But it's a tough matchup for him versus Indianapolis. They have a tough defense. I don't think he, well, what the all the hype spin he's been running like forty something percent of his snaps have been on routes. Blah blah blah. He's getting all these targets. I can see it really going the other way this week. And I think there are so many other streaming tight end options out there. Maybe just a uh, shuffle Graham back to your bench this week. After that, I've. Tyler Higby versus the Giants, which I think should be really surprising. Like, you're not going to play Tyler Higby against the Giants? But no, I am not, Danny. I am mm-hmm. not, because New York has actually been surprisingly good against tight ends so far this year. Um, yeah. So I'm staying away from Higby. He, I mean, he had that one great game, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And that was, it was three TDs on either three targets or four targets. He got targeted at the right time in that game, and that's uh, that's the deal with any tight end. I mean, yeah. if you get targeted three times in the red zone and they all work out, you're having a monster game. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I'm. I don't know if I'm ever going to start Jimmy Graham. I I don't know if I can do it. I mean, even after he had two touchdowns that game, I I don't know if I. I might. I picked him up. <laughs> that was okay. Yeah, that, I didn't have a strong tight end. I was really banking on Gronk, who we all know he hasn't really shown up. So now well, I got you want to you want to place a wager? <gasps> um, What's the wager? What's the ooh, wager? Uh, <sighs> you don't know what it is yet. I'll, I want to bet on either Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson has a bigger game than Jimmy Graham. Would you do that? No, because I got I got Schultz as well, and I think he's the one I'm playing this week. But that's just I picked up Graham in case it uh, keeps going the way it has. If he's going to be getting red zone looks all season, he's better than the other options I had. So that's why mm. I picked him up now. So if he does well again, everyone else will be going after him after this game. So I figured might as well get him now. Drop somebody else. I don't even remember who it was. I think it might have been Logan Thomas that hadn't. Still getting a crazy amount of targets, but it's Washington's offense, so they're not high-quality mm-hmm. targets. Right. Um, Scott, give us your chump of the week tight end. So I've only got one listed, Hunter Henry, and honestly, I just have that because you guys stole all the good ones. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I just don't think he has a great matchup on paper, but it's not one of those where I'd be surprised if he did all right. I think anybody lower than him when I was looking through wouldn't really be somebody people were playing anyways. So I've not been excited about Hunter Henry all preseason and all year. Um, Well, he has had eight targets, eight targets, seven targets. I always say that's a good targets for a tight end. It's always startable, but he hasn't found the red zone yet. He, I guess he's, he's got 83 yards as max lowest 50. I mean, it's not bad yardage. If he could find the end zone, I think I'd be more excited about him, but I am just not excited about Hunter Henry. That's it. That's the champs of the week. That's the chumps of the week. What do you guys say we take a break before we get into our streamers and our DFS and our confidence pool picks? Yes, but before we do that, I didn't make my Hawkinson prediction of the week. Oh, give it to us. Let me throw that out there. I got him going seven targets, five catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. I think he's having a good week. Say it all again. Say it all again. What? Seven targets, five catches. For uh-huh. 74 yards and a touchdown. You're writing this all down, right? Yeah. Okay, you got a Hawkinson notebook? 
<laughs> I mean, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Just we got yeah, it. It's documented. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, boys and girls, to the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We are previewing week four. We just got done with our chumps and our champs, basically our starts and sits of the week. And we're going to get into our DFS starts of the week. And us here, here, chumps and champs, have compiled out of the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight ends, and DSTs, our studs, targets, and values for each one of those positions so you know what you're getting into when you're sitting down at FanDuel or DraftKings or wherever you do your DFS. Uh, We'll do all that kind of stuff, and then we'll get into our confidence pool picks like we do every week. But let's start, guys, with our DFS quarterback plays of the week with our stud, which is Russell Wilson at $9,000. I think he's at the tippy top, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's the well. Actually, Lamar Jackson is still more, which is surprising. But Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is the stud until he gets proven not the stud, and he's playing against Miami, which is a perk. In you, my opinion, you mean Russell Wilson? You mean Russell Wilson's your stud? You said Lamar Jackson. You mean Russell Wilson's your stud? I, I think I said I. What I meant to say is Lamar Jackson costs more. Russell Wilson okay. is my stud, and okay. gotcha. yes, my stud until proven otherwise. Playing Miami, great situation. Yeah, the way their defense looks, they're going to have to keep throwing the ball constantly. So, If he gets five touchdowns a game, just that immediately <laughs> pays for this entire thing. Uh, our target, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Scott, you had him as your start of the week. I did. Uh, like I said, Minnesota's D gives up 34 points a game. So you're looking at a team that's not really stopping anybody. And Minnesota's got the capability offensively of doing something, so this one could be a shootout. And you know Houston's really got to get it going here. I know they've had a tough start to the season, but, man, they need a win. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson's, what, $7,800? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's like the seventh. Like on, we're, and we're doing this based off of FanDuel, everybody. They're scoring, but... Sean Watson, yeah, he is the eighth quarterback listed in cash on there, $7,800. He's going to go off, right? I mean, that's, that's great. And then our value play is Matthew Stafford at $7,200. We talked a little bit about him. That game's over under is really, really high. Uh, I mean, he's got Galladay back now. We saw that connection still looked great. Uh, Hawkinson obviously has a good matchup against New Orleans, who hasn't been great against tight ends. Yeah, it's a... It should be a shootout. Let's hope for a shootout. And 7,200 is not bad for Matt Stafford. Yeah, Brady and Minshew are both, they both cost more in DFS. Would you play either one of those guys ahead of Matthew Stafford? Yeah, I mean, after my streaming issue with Minshew last week, it's going to take a while to get over that. (laughs) Uh, Running back DFS stud is Alvin Kamara at $8,800. Do you guys just play him until he, until forever? Yeah, I think the only thing about Kamara is maybe he takes a bit of a hit with uh, Thomas coming back just because the targets won't be distributed as evenly. We know when Thomas is in the lineup, Breeze distributes his targets very well, but they mostly go to Michael Thomas. So who knows if that all of a sudden leaves less dump-offs or short passes to Alvin Kamara. But at the same time, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think Kamara's going to be a stud. I thought he was going to be a stud before the season started. Definitely a stud of the week. The target that we're aiming for is James Robinson at 6,600. I mean, you just got to keep playing this guy. He's getting all the volume for Scott's Jaguars. Scott, is he in your DFS lineup? Yeah, absolutely. I think if anyone's scoring again, it's going to be him. Yeah, and value is David Montgomery at 5,800. Cohen tore his ACL. He's out for the season. It's going to be all the David Montgomery show. Yeah, it's a tough matchup, but he's going to be all right. Yeah. Volume is king, right, man? Oh, yeah. You wake up every day, and that's what you say every day. (laughs) I mean, my Cheerios, and I say volume is king. (laughs) (laughs) The wide receiver DFS stud this week, Kenny Galladay at 7,300. That was a little tough because there are definitely some studs out there that sound more like studs. I guess Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins, but they're both banged up a little bit um, and can't really rely on them too much. But I think Galladay... 
New Orleans isn't the best matchup, but it's going to be a shootout, and I think that's what makes them our stud. The target that we're aiming for, Tyler Boyd, $6,000. Um, that's really cheap for a guy who is the number one receiver for Joe Burrow, who is a rising star. Do you guys like Boyd or Green? Who's going to have a better fantasy day this weekend, Boyd or Green? We've got both of them. Who would you start? Boyd, I think Green's just not as relevant anymore as like we were hoping he was going to be at the beginning of the year. He just, I don't know. Not not impressing me after coming back from an injury. So, I don't know. I'm getting a little nervous about his season. Yeah, I think uh, Green has something to prove now because last week, not only Boyd, but also Higgins out-targeted Green and definitely outproduced him. So, Green has a mountain to climb here, and I would definitely be starting Boyd first. And our value at DFS is Hunter Renfro, and I kind of forced the chumps to uh, to put him in there as a value. I love that. At $5,300 in Las Vegas with Henry Ruggs being gone and Edwards being gone. It's going to, all the passes are going to go to Waller and Hunter Renfro. And he had a great game last week with those guys out. Do you guys like Renfro as much as I do this week? Yeah, I love him on a one week, uh, on a one week stint here. I don't really want to like (laughs) go for him on my fantasy team or spend fab or trade for him or anything like that. But as far as DFS is concerned, this is a great spot at a great price. Yeah, he could be sneaky good value there. Yeah, especially in PPR leagues or DFS. I think it's a great 5,300 is nothing. It's dirt cheap for the amount of volume he should get. Uh, tight end stud, Mark Andrews at 7,400. That seems low for Mark Andrews, doesn't it? I think he's still the second most expensive tight end. So it's just kind of tight ends get priced a little bit lower. Um, he's always touchdown heavy, but he, he gets touchdowns a lot. So. Great matchup against Washington. I think he's, he'll be all right. The target, Mike Kosicki, is at 5,700. Scott, he was your uh, start of the week. Yeah, I think he's uh, touchdown bound in this one. And well, that's right. You said two. You said called two, two right? Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, this is a good matchup against Seattle. And the value is Dalton Schultz. We talk about him a lot, but he's under $5,000 in DFS. Dalton Schultz, there's, the volume is going to be there in Dallas. So start him up. All right, boys, DST, stud of the week, Baltimore. I think that's the top, the tippy top, $5,000, but man alive, you can't miss with that, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously they're the priciest, but they're playing Washington. They're good defense. I don't think you have to have any concerns if you have the cash left over to start Baltimore here. Yeah, like I said, they're coming out pissed after last week. Just got embarrassed on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, LA Rams are our target at $4,800. They're playing the Giants until the Giants can prove that they're not useless. Play the defense that they're playing against, and the Rams are not half bad, especially with Aaron Donald. Yeah, they're not a lot cheaper, but things like Aaron Donald really adds to the the fantasy point aspect, getting sacks, getting pressure on the quarterback to make the bad decisions, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So I like what they could produce fantasy-wise here. And then our value is Arizona. At $3,800 against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are they're very questionable. They're very suspect so far. So that's not a bad play either. That's our DFS plays, guys. Our studs, our targets, and our values. Let's get into the confidence pool picks like we do oh, every week. Baby. Um, Danny, uh, do you mind if yeah. I start this one out? Oh, my goodness. Yes, go for it. Okay, well, for the uh, Thursday night football game, which we are currently watching, mm-hmm. I picked the underdog. This might be a whoop whoop underdog alert. Mm-hmm. Wee, a couple well, th- okay, you can't do that now that it's actually happening. Okay, well, whatever, but I picked it. Um, <laughs> New York Jets, um, they're only leading by one, but uh, they're still leading. Mm-hmm. Oh, although Denver's about to kick a field goal. <laughs> but <laughs> New York Jets, confidence oh. point one. Yeah, there you go. Scott, what about you? Well, I forgot to make a pick on this game. Uh, <laughs> I would have had Denver, I think, at five was what I was thinking. And I got Denver with a confidence of six. And, and Matt, they just took a since lead. we started talking, Denver is now leading that game. So you guys might be in better shape. Oh, yes. Uh, Indianapolis Colts at Chicago Bears. Matt, give us yours. I got Indianapolis Colts with a confidence point of 
11. Wow. Wow. Mm. Oh, wow. Scott? I decided to go with a lot more random this week because the last couple weeks I've been going, oh, I like that team. And then I've just been awful. So I wanted Indy, but I went Chicago. I like what they did with Foles in there. So I'm going with it. I have Chicago Confidence 7. Wow. And I will break this tie and say I've got the Colts with a confidence of eight. So I just cannot imagine a world where the Bears are 4-0. and That just doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Bengals. Matt. I have the Cincinnati Bengals confidence of five. <laughs> Scott. Jags at eight. I've got the Bengals at five. Me and Matt I hate you so correct. much. <laughs> me and Matt are correct. Cleveland Browns at Dallas Cowboys. Dallas at six. I've got Dallas at four. I've got Cleveland at two. So super confident there. Yeah, I guess that might be my upset of the week. Now, we'll see. Uh, New Orleans Saints at Detroit Lions. I almost said Detroit Tigers. At the Detroit Lions. I decided to let uh, let's roll with Detroit. I said last week I was going to pick them until they proved otherwise, and you know what? They proved proved otherwise. It's going to be a tough matchup. New Orleans, especially if they have Michael Thomas back. Uh, But I want to I want to root for him, so I'm going Detroit. Confidence of two. (laughs) I went New Orleans with thirteen, which I don't really feel that confident about. But I I made these pretty quick. We're recording this, so I'll keep it. Uh, I got the Detroit Lions also with a confidence of three. Look at that! Hey, Scott's got him getting blown out apparently, but it's all right. Seattle Seahawks at Miami Dolphins. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> you got a Miami pick? All right. No, Seattle is my lock of the week. Lock of the week. Okay. Uh, Seattle, I have it at a 15 burger. Yeah, I got Seattle at 14. Yeah, I got Seattle at 14. Uh, LA Chargers at Tampa Bay Bucks. LA Chargers, three. Oh, my God. I kind of like that pick. I have Tampa. I still have them up at a 12. I don't love that. I was having trouble finding where to throw my high confidence points, which always sucks doing this. But uh, I still think Tampa's going to win this, but I might knock down their confidence points. And I've got the Chargers as well with the confidence of one. Baltimore Ravens at Washington football team. Baltimore, 14. Yeah, I don't know why I have Baltimore at 11. It should be higher than that. (laughs) You're concerned. I've got Baltimore at 13. Arizona Cardinals at Carolina Panthers. Arizona, 13. I got Carolina on this one with five. Is that the upset of the week? Nope. Oh, my goodness. I got Arizona Cardinals at 10. Minnesota Vikings at Houston Texans. Houston at 10. I got Houston at 11. I've got Houston at three. Ooh. <laughs> LA Rams at New York Giants. I'll give you my wee, wee, wee. Lock of the week is my LA Rams. My, they're not my. The LA Rams at New York Giants. Yeah, I got Rams at 12. I got Rams at 10. New England Patriots at Kansas City Cheap. KC, nine. I have KC, nine. I've got Casey at nine. Oh, wow. Saints. Buffalo Bills, the Las Vegas Raiders. I got my Buffalo Bills at eight. I went Raiders at four. And I went Bills at seven. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at San Francisco 49ers. Wee, wee, wee. All right. Lock of the week. 15, San Francisco. Okay. I got 12, San Francisco. I've got seven, San Francisco. Okay. And then the Hot Atlanta Falcons at Green Bay Packers. Scott, wee, you gonna, is this it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I went Atlanta with two. I got Hot Atlanta at six. Oh. Which is, got- a, which is probably my highest upset confidence points, but I still think Detroit counts as my upset of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, I got the Packers at four. What did I say was my upset of the week? Was the Browns? Yeah, I'll go with that one. Um, did we want to do who's going to score the most points? 
I had Baltimore. I think that matchup against Washington uh, lends themselves to scoring a lot of points this week and finally letting Lamar Jackson have the game he needs. Well, mine got blocked out because I forgot to make a pick in the first one of the game or mm-hmm. first game. But, but I'm go for it now. I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think that one's going to be a shootout, and they're going to come out just on top. I think that the LA Rams are going to score the most points against the Giants. Who's going to score the least amount of points this week? I who I can start us off and say I have. Hey, didn't guess. you have the Giants upsetting the Rams? No, the Rams. I have it as my lock of the week. Oh, the okay. Sorry. Yeah, I had the Jets scoring the least amount of points, but they've got 28, so I don't think I'm going to I had Denver scoring the least amount of points. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and they yeah. have 30. And Scott so. got locked out, so I win. <laughs> All right. I think I was Well, leaning. not yet I don't win. I guess the game's still going. Yeah, I would have gone probably Philly, lock of the week, and they're playing San Francisco's defense. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. We have gotten everyone prepared for week four. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Go to chumpsandchimpspodcast.com for all of our info. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Go to Facebook and like and share all of our content. We really appreciate all the support you guys have given us. Thank you so much. Yeah, and tell your friends, you know. Just Let tell, know. tell every, if every one of you guys fantasy insight to yourself, because I know that you're like, ah, I can't let these people know about this so that they're on the waiver wire, looking at the same guys as me, but... You know, share the wealth. Yeah. If every one of you tells one other person, and then every one of those people tells one other person, there's going to be like 13 or 14 people listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for your support. Have fun this weekend. Good luck, and we will see you next week.